everybody? Welcome to the first episode ever of Let's Get Local. I'm your host, Melissa Farrell, and today we're going to scare the hell out of you. Are you ready for this? All right, so our show is sponsored by Daigo Arts. From logo design to trade show displays, website to banners, we start by getting personal. To artistically express your image requires an intimate knowledge of the owner, his or her vision, their corporate culture, and long-term goals. We always take the time to get to know you first. We believe in total collaboration. We will work with your marketing and sales departments, your web designers, and your printer. Total image creation requires collaboration with anyone who is involved in representing your image. Make sure to check out Daigo Arts for more if you own a business. Trust us, they're the best. All right, so today's show, we have two amazing guests. Today we're inside Feral Dolce Bakery in Huntington Village, New York. It is a super haunted place, and you're going to find out why. So the owner of the bakery today and new author of the book, The Baker's Ghost, Gerard, how are you today? Hey, nice to see you. Good to have Thanks you. for having us on. Thank you for having us here. So yeah, excited. this is great. I'm so excited for this. You're going to scare the hell out of me. I can't wait. Yay. <laughs> All right, and our second guest today is Long Island author Carrie Ann Flanagan Broski, author of Long Haunted Long Island Mysteries and Long Island Ghosts One and Two. Carrie Ann, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having us. We're so excited to do this. All right, Great. so shall we start here where we are right now on Fear All Dolce? Gerard, how did you get started? What's the story behind the business? And when did you know it was haunted? <laughs> well, started the business back in 2006. I wanted to do a bakery, open something that uh, you could bring New York pastries out to Long Island. Yes. So we created a French patisserie. So we, you know, didn't expect it to be haunted, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't in the plan. It wasn't in the plan. Yeah. plan. You know, I was working 14-hour days. I was, you know, pretty beat up. But it was right after opening. I was pulling a rolling rack out of the refrigerator, and I heard a voice call, Gerard. And I, I, I just froze for a second. I was like, no, wait a minute. That was the wheels were. Yeah. Your cranky or something you, yeah. like that it's squeaky so i pulled it out and i started loading up the proofer in the oven and i was putting blueberry muffins in the oven and i saw a white ghostly figure pass me it just zipped right past me and went out the door uh. i i just stopped i was just like oh what was that i didn't know what it was my yeah. one of my chefs came in right after that i said did you you know like see anything and she's she's like no what are you talking about and i said no nah, maybe it's just me i'm i'm just tired or something yeah. but that was the first time I realized that there was something going on at Fiorello. Okay. Um, then buckets would fall off the kitchen shelf the, by the sink. Buckets would fall off and almost hit my partner Steve just about all the time. He was washing pots and pans for us. <laughs> um, rolling racks would move. Uh, paper cups would move around the table. And we realized that this place is haunted. There's something going on. So we had mediums come here, okay. and it all pinned down to one particular person. His name is Eddie. Oh, you got the name of the ghost. We got the name of the ghost. Oh, okay. We wanted to find that we ghost. Wanted, yes, yes. <laughs> because he's mischievous. Around. He is. He's a jokester, that one. <laughs> jokester, yep. yes. Definitely causing you know havoc. Or, um, spatulas would twang. You know, you can see the wall behind me that's yes. full of knives and spatulas. Wait, seriously? If these things start moving, I'm out of here. I'm telling you right now. I need to go. I'll be on fire out that door. Listen, I like ghosts. I don't F with that. Okay? I'm sorry. I'm just saying. No, I'm serious. Yeah, Carrie Ann's right here next to me. You know, like, like me run at me. And we'll, okay, go for her, guys. You're your friends, okay? I'm just but kidding. Don't the, you know, we, we, we did find out that Eddie is like the main ghost that hangs out. He was murdered. Uh, oh. Back in the back alleyway, back in the early '80s. Okay. Um, you you can read about it. It's all in the book. It's the whole story about Eddie himself. Um, there are other ghosts that 
occupy the place too and they they always show up when they anytime a medium comes here it's the oh same God. spirits that show up so they live here this is their house this is you just, their you house you just get to hang out when you're here I, the it must be something with the land Because Huntington dates back till uh, 17, 1400s, 1600s, yeah, right? Yeah. It was the 1900s specifically sure. for this area. Yeah. This was a very poor area, right. Huntington. They housed town workers, and it was wetlands. Oh, yes. So they this actually had to bring yeah. yeah, fill. And so it was really not the greatest area at the time. So a lot of things. A lot of crime happened, yeah. Yeah, there, it was um, um, during Prohibition era. Oh, okay. Makes there, sense. Was, there were two, yeah, there were two <laughs> guys that used to hang out here. They got shot down. Um, they were like skimming it off the top, kind oh. of to say. Uh, Giuseppe and they Richard. They got caught. They got caught. They got caught. Um, they're in the book, and you could, you know, read what happens with their uh, oh antics around God. here. Um, there were two little girls from the Civil War era, and now we're going back. Yeah, this is a lot of history. It's a lot of history, and they show up all the time. They 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 play with the oven doors. They open the doors working. while we're working. Are you serious? Yes. So do your employees just sit here just going like, did you see that? Did yes. you see that? Did you see that? Yes. Oh, my God. And that drawer right there you're sitting next to? Yes. Opens by itself. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, we we could just walk towards the table and the drawer will slowly open by itself. Okay, cool. I'm very friendly, just so you all know. <laughs> I do good things in the world. I support local businesses. I just love them so much. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, a uh, paring knife fell off the wall behind me and just slid across the table. And that, to me, I, I, I had it at that point. I said, hey, no knives. Oh, so you drew the line this I drew the line. Drew the line. That, <laughs> this is where it. we stop. That's it. You guys can goof around with, you know, with spatulas or whisks or open drawers and scare us, but no knives. Did they respect it after that? They did. That was the only That's knife that fell awesome. off the wall. So remember that, guys, okay? Just so we're all listening. You know, but, that. you know, like Carrie Ann told me, like Carrie Ann came by for um, uh, like a mini seance with Joe. Ooh. And she told me, just talk to them. They, you know, they want to talk to you. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> They're scaring the crap out of me, us. Yeah. And we don't know what's going but on. But they are. When you think of them as just being people, which is what they are, yep. it takes the, you the, know, scary, the scary part, part away. Right. But you, don't, you, you can't see them. And you don't know. <laughs> they're not wearing name tags. Yeah, I don't fight invisibility. Okay. Like if someone's like right. in front of me, I make a take you on. Invisibility, that's a very big strength to yeah. have against me. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I can fight invisible thing. I'm right, just saying. Right. Right. And plus, oh there's orbs flying around the bakery. Um, oh, you have videos of those, don't you? We do. We We're have plenty. Show you those. Yeah, yeah, we have plenty of videos of orbs. And it, it, there's one. It's like a. I call it the stick light orb, or or razor orb. And it's not round. It's not like a, a gassy type of. Um, it's it's long. It's but long, it's, it but it's has, a bright light. Yeah, and, and it's it has like seen an orb more than once. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He'll he'll fly like right up to the camera. It, oh, it, like you he's could, waving, like hey. yes. And you can see it just like spin out of the table all the time. All the he time. He sends Zip you around videos the all the time. Goes back and forth through the walls, and you know people saying, "Oh, it's a piece of paper." I was like, "It's not. How could it be a piece of paper in a closed room? There's yes. no windows open. No. There's no windows open. And there's no vent. I mean, I'm in here right now. There's no breeze, no ventilation, really. Like, no. As far as like right, and paper would fall down. <laughs> Yes. This is coming yes. up out of the table yes. and zipping around the room. 
But it, it does happen a lot. And um, it's kind of freaky. Yeah. Have any coworkers ever had like their family come through or anything or anybody like? Have oh, yeah. We've had mediums. Well, yeah. Come through. Uh, yeah. One of my chefs had her grandfather come through. Oh, my God. And he used to play with the spoons. Because there, there was one time we, we had the pot on the stove and we had a flat spoon laying on a flat handle. Yeah. And would fall off. It's flat. It's flat. And then would fall off again after we put it back. So it was like three or four times and we were finally like, something's going on here. But then one of the mediums told us that it was her grandfather playing with the spoons. So anytime we would have, we'd go, Grandpa, knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, we know you're here. Yes. We had to, we had to yeah. do that. Had to we talk had to, to them, right? We had to talk to them. Oh, that's crazy. All right. So what else is in the book? I want to know how the book's outlined. I know you said there's some um, recipes in there. Tell me how this all works. Sure. Um, after finding out that the bakery was haunted, I had some time off and I said, I'm going to organize everything. Put down all the incidents that happened, yeah. all the crazy uh, orbs that were flying around, what happened, when it happened, who it happened to. So I put everything all together. I said, I'm going to make a cookbook out of this. But instead of doing it as a cookbook, I decided to do it more as a ghost story. Oh, I love this. So I added, I had to add some fiction into the book to um, tell the story of Eddie plus the other ghosts, Grace and uh, Charlotte. and yes, uh, It's the little girls. The girls yeah, the little girls young. and yeah. uh, Matilda from the Revolutionary Time. So since they all live here. Yeah. So they're part of the book. They have to be, yeah. So You're in I, their house. I'm in their house. <laughs> So along with the help of a couple of mediums, um, I gathered enough information and I put it all together in, in, you know, in a fairly comprehensive book. That's great. Very good. And you share the stories of all the things that happen here in more depth too, don't you? Yes. Yeah. The names have been changed to protect everybody, but you know, except for Carrie Ann. My ghost hunting partner, Georgie Quinto. Right. We're both in there. Both in the book because they they were the first two that came over to figure out that there was uh, a dead guy yeah, because I was yeah. writing about the story in my book, uh, what was it, Historic Haunts of Long Island, Island at the time. So that's how that's know, how we met. Started with with this whole thing, right? Carrie Ann wanted to film a segment for um, for my her previous book, book the, the metal, the metal. Right. And she wanted a, uh, it was about a pastry chef, and it was a woman who was filling up cannoli shells. And, that, and that's a work of a faith based book. It wasn't even with ghosts. Oh, oh so this wasn't even connected. You no, have no. To show up and here. I, no. And I, I she, she asked me. She said, would, "Would would I be able to come over and fill up a cannoli?" And I was just like, all right, yeah, sure. So I had one of the young girls working that day, and she, she filled up the cannoli shells and carrying assembly. Well, I, I have other books. I and mean, this is the first time we met. Right. And I said, really? She goes, I wrote The Ghost of Long Island. I said, oh, I think we have ghosts here. <laughs> instant and, and friendship. Just add ghosts. Why are you saying that? And I was like, well, because we thought we had ghosts, so we took a piece of sage. Yeah. Steve oh. got some sage and uh, hung it from the key box on in the back. I'm looking right at it, yeah. Okay. It's put a sign, uh, you know, yeah. outside light switch. So he hung it. He tied it on. But I came in the next morning and it was on the floor. <laughs> I, I swear to God, it was on the floor. I, I walked in the kitchen and I'm looking down the, the floor and I'm like, it looks like a mouse. Oh. I don't know. Is that something dead over there? A leaf or something? I didn't know what it was. So I crept along up to it and I realized it was the sage. Hey. And the string is still there, but the sage was on the floor. Like someone had pulled it down. Yeah. Yeah. So I put it on top of the box. We did it. We worked all day, and Carrie showed up that afternoon. That was the same day. Yeah. Same at. And then day. Joe had picked up on Eddie. Joe came and in. And then I a couple came days back later. at yeah. night one night when everything was closed, and I 
got all of these orb photos of, over the over the Oh my god! Yeah, that appears in my book. And oh, one of the photos that god. she took inside the kitchen, Joe Joe said, "You sell pinoli cookies here?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we do." He goes, "Wait, I think somebody died back here." And, he, and I'm like, "What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's a segue." Like, Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> and he went walking to the back of the, the kitchen, and he went back there to talk to a, a dead person. And Carrie Ann took some photos in the kitchen. And one of the photos showed a picture of a face oh inside the orb. God. And it, it, you can make it out nice and clear. It's, yeah. it's, it's in the book, it's too. Oh, my God. Very clear. So Joe talked to this guy in the back. And Joe comes back. I couldn't make out everything he was saying. I think his name is Eddie or Edwin. or, But he's gurgling a lot. I think he was stabbed to death. Oh, wow. And he... I'm not sure if he's saying he's in the back or he's black or there were it was a connection but not a, a full connection with and and Joe said there's so many spirits coming through here. Yeah. He goes, I'm getting all pushed around. There's too much going on. So we, we kinda let dropped it for a minute and we said, All right, we'll come back to this another day. But that was the first time that we found out that it was Eddie hiding out in right. the back. And we took Carrie Ann and Joe down the back alleyway. Oh my God. And both of them were like, oh, my God, this is so creepy back here. <laughs> the back alleyway of Do you go down that alleyway? I do not go down that Have alleyway. you ever? I've 17 years, I've never oh been down God. that alleyway. <laughs> Seriously? I, I'm telling you. I've I, been down and I have. <laughs> and I've lived to survive. I'm here today. I did it. But I felt twice. You know, a cold presence around me. Uh, back there, and I was just like, I don't like this. This yeah. is, I'm yeah, sensitive. It's different, it's different yeah. energy. You can it's feel the vibe, yeah. yeah. And like the post office, like, the post office is the same the way. Post office, yeah. bur same way. burial ground. You walk right. in there, it's just, just this weird feeling in there. I I don't know. Right. I feel like everybody's kind of just like a zombie, too. It's weird. <laughs> it's they the energy. They through a test just to walk just, through. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or to walk through an energy field just kind of happens, you know, like the life sucks out of you, and you're just there. I don't right. know. Right. All right, so I want to know, where can we find your book? Oh, right. I wanna, I'm obviously going to buy one, so. Sure. Um, well, Friday, I'm having a book signing at the next chapter. Yes, yeah, right in Huntington. Right here in Huntington the old, on New the York Avenue. The old book review. The old book review, yep. the new location. I'll be doing a book signing, doing a little reading, maybe talk about the ghosts a little Ooh, bit. Ooh, a little more, yes. Just a little bit more. I love this. Maybe tell you something you didn't hear right now. That's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So the book is available there right now. I'll be also selling it here at Fiorello, and you could pick it up at any bookstore. Um, go to Barnes and Nobles or your local bookstore and yes. place an order love and pick it. it up the next day. Make sure you do that, guys. Obviously, you want to know more about this ghost, right? All right, so it is spooky season. I want to know about your book. Tell me about some of the places that you've yes. been to. Some of the scare the hell out of us, Carrie Ann. Go uh, for it. We're well, ready. I mean, I never intended to be doing this. My degree is actually in photography. Really? Yeah, and I specialize in photojournalism. And I then started working with the Huntington Historical Society. I was first vice president for them, and I had worked for some of the local newspapers and had my own column. I became interested in Huntington's history. And when you're researching older homes and things, yep. there occasionally is a ghost story or two that comes with it. So I had been doing a lot of lecturing uh, within the town of Huntington, and uh, uh, just about again promoting local history educating the public on that because that's really important to me as a historian and eventually the uh historical society said to me you know what halloween's coming would you want to maybe take out the stories i had two books by this point uh that have ghosts in them i said sure so my husband and i had rigged the barn and everything and it was really a fun event i mean the barn the conklin barn yep. needs 50. we had about 100 people try to get wow. in there oh my god so 
people would always say to me, why don't you write a book just about ghosts? And I said, well, I wanted to be taken serious as a journalist yeah. and as a historian. I don't want to be considered a ghostbuster. Yes, so yes. I sort of put it on the back burner, but it was always something that fascinated me. I came from a family that had, you know, ghost stories and its past. And I was loved Nancy Drew as a child. Same, yes. Um, but it wasn't until my father had passed away that I really needed to get involved in a, uh, he died of a long-term illness of MS, which actually led me to write my faith-based book called The Metal, having to do with a, uh, a miracle that happened the night my father passed away. But that's that's another story. But it was after my father's death that my husband said to me, you know, you really should get involved in another book project to get yeah. past the grief. And he said, why don't you do that ghost book? And I said, yeah, I would like to, but I need help. I need someone to work with me on this from a paranormal standpoint. Yeah. And as luck would have it, in 2005, in walked Joe Giaquinto, who's a paranormal investigator and a um, medium. And I asked him right on the spot without even checking him out, uh, would you work with me? And it I was like a you. joke because I said to my exactly. husband, I'm like, oh my God, he could be an ax murderer for all I know. So, and I tell people I like shows, I'm like, I'm alive and well, so he hasn't killed me off yet. Um, and we've been working together ever since. So I've written a total That's of nine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I've written a total of nine books. Uh, four of them have been ghost related. I've also written a historic crime book. Um, I co-authored an Italian cookbook with Mr. Sausage in Huntington. And no, it's not a haunted cookbook, but I do have haunted <laughs> places in the in the books. Um, and then, of course, the medal is my faith-based book, having to do with Padre Pio, the saint who bore the stigmata. So, as many paranormal experiences as I've had, I've had a lot of religious experiences as well. But my current book, um, Haunted Long Island Mysteries, came out about what two. Years years ago three years ago and I'm currently on book tour for that but uh, it's great because we've investigated well over 100 places on Long Island that really? are presumably haunted. Yeah. Oh, my God. And the books are very heavy on the uh, American Revolutionary War and our Native American past. What yeah. I really tried to do was show that Long Island is more than the Amityville horror, that it's a place rich in history and that is very spiritual. As the books have evolved, not only am I teaching local history, and what better way to do that than through a ghost story? I'm also teaching people about life after death and that you can communicate with your lost loved ones and that they are waiting for you on the other side. And it's it's been really heartwarming for a lot of people because it gets them out of that being scared kind of thing. When I lecture, I talk about the difference between ghosts and spirits. And I know Gerard and I have had this conversation before because someone like Eddie here, um, is a place-centered ghost. So that's really a ghost for whatever reason. They refuse to cross over to the other right. side. Yep. But spirits are our own band of people. So they could be our parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, whoever. And uh, for me, I'm a Catholic, so I'll take it in those terms as uh, heaven. So if your grandfather was a good person on this earth, but he shows up in Fiorello Dolce Bakery, you know, it used to be, it used to be the old, you know, in the old days, in the fifties, like, oh my gosh, grandpa didn't make it to the other side. We got to get the priest. He's stuck here. And that's not, that's not the case right. with. The onset of energy, I mean, with technology, I should say, we have a lot more energy and the spirits use that energy to do a lot of things. So that's why we're getting more and more phenomenon now. So the books are a lot of fun because you're learning local history and 
you're learning, you know, what really happens. Yep. You know, people say to me all the time, I just saw, you know, such and such movie on TV. Is that what you do? And I say, no. no. You know, it's very different. That's Hollywood. What we do is very different. We're very um, positive. We stay on the positive side of spiritual communication. We don't do anything negative or demonic in nature at all. I won't go near any of that. So good call. So it's, it's been good. This is amazing. Yeah, it's fun. So I know in some of your books, there's places like the Long Island Maritime Museum mentioned. Yeah. What is that? Tell me oh, things about that. I'm dying that to know. One, it was amazing because I had never been there. And, and I'm a big supporter, too, of local places and local uh, Long Island uh, stores and restaurants and things. For some reason, I had never been to the Maritime Museum. And uh, I absolutely loved it. But I never expected it to be as active as it was. Oh, I yeah. really didn't. When I went there, I said, wow, this place is crazy. We had interviewed the director. Okay. And she told us, and she was very matter of fact. You know, She's like, I can't take it. I'm trying to get work done. And the ghost just won't stop. Yeah. And she, she was like annoyed. She's and, like and, my and, bakery. All the time, she's like, I'm annoyed. I'm trying to do this. They Leave have, me alone. Alone. Yeah. Yes. They have this beautiful library area, and around it they have all these sailing trophies. But there was one area of the bakery where it was a, a space about this big that didn't have trophies on it. And again, they were all lined up perfectly. So I questioned her, and I said, you know, why are there no trophies in that one section? It looks kind of odd. Yeah. She says, oh, well, we can't have trophies there anymore because the ghost keeps knocking it down. Oh my yeah. And this is how she's talking. And I said, well, <laughs> that damn said, ghost. Well, what do you mean? And she said, well, she said, I'm the first person to come in in the morning, the last person to leave. And I come in one morning, the trophy's on the floor. All right, so one time, I don't know what yeah. happened, okay? But she said it kept happening and happening, and the trophies were getting damaged. So she said to her assistant, she said, take these trophies away. They're damaged. Put up a new one. She, she, she does. Now she's in the room with like two or three people, and they literally saw it fly. Wow. And it almost hit someone. Oh and she my said, God. that's it. I am not going to put trophies up anymore. So something must have been in that. Yeah, something spot. was yeah. in there. That yeah, that didn't that want it there. Spot. Exactly. Yeah. And in that same room, too, they had um, pr probably about this big, uh, a wide uh, case that had a model of a ship in it. Mm -hmm. Okay, It was all glass and closed. So the door was open. And one day, this man comes quietly walking in. And as he walks in, the entire thing shatters. What? The poor man. He's like, I didn't, I didn't do touch anything. anything. <laughs> and they're like, no, we saw you weren't anywhere near it. So things like that were oh, happening. Oh my God. So we're listening to this. And um, you know, we're talking about all of Terry's experiences. She had so many. I mean, knocking. She goes to the door. There's no one there. So we went around the whole place. It's fascinating history. I absolutely loved it. I encourage people and families to go. They have their annual boat burning coming up the end of October. And so at one point, Joe and I were headed upstairs and Joe was videotaping and he got an orb flying by on his video. I had captured some orbs. Um, I think we had gotten some, some, we had gotten some EVPs from there, ghost box recordings. But the most amazing thing that happened was to me, Terry had left us, it was at the end of our visit, and she said, you can hang out in here, and you know, I have to take a phone call. So she closed the door, and we were in the library room where the, the trophies the are. With the trophies. Okay. So, you um, are ballsy. I, <laughs> so as I had mentioned, I'm a professional photographer by trade, so I, I shoot with an Nikon D80. So it has the battery pack, the whole nine yards. And when I'm not 
physically taking a picture. I cradle it kind of like you would a like baby, baby yeah. okay? Because it's heavy. And I also have a little point and shoot Nikon um, camera that I call my orb camera because I get a lot of orbs in that. So I have that hanging off. So it's kind of cumbersome. So Joe was just videotaping the room because he likes to do that to make sure we capture everything. So, so I'm standing there and all of a sudden my camera starts taking photographs. What? And I'm saying, Joe, do you see this? And I'm holding it. And Joe took a video, took a picture of me, and you could actually see uh, me in the in the mirror of one of the display cases looking down. So I definitely wasn't holding this up. He says, you must have the self-timer on. I said, Joe, I don't even know how to use the self-timer. <laughs> like, I'm not that technical. I don't know how to use this. And it went off three times. Wow. And I said, I don't even believe this. So I put the photograph in the book in Haunted Long Island Mysteries, and it says photo taken by a ghost. Oh, and oh when God. we, uh, when Joe went to his um, his lab where he does all of the listens for EVP ghost box recordings, sure enough, we connected with one of the spirits who said that they knock off the trophies and that they oh, were taking the picture with the ghost. So the, having the ghost box is, is a really cool thing. And uh, it's another form of getting EVPs, which are electronic voice phenomenon, but in live time. And so, um, again, we can't prove anything, but this is the information that we had gotten. And uh, so I always hold on to my equipment. Yes, because back yes. when I was doing some of the original Ghosts of Wyland books, I had a power pack fly off a table um, in Senate, was it Santa Marches or East Marches? It was Lloyd's Antiques, which is now gone. And uh, at the time, uh, you know, I hadn't as much experience as I do now. And so the owner had said to me, watch out because my great, 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 great uncle Levi may knock something over for you. So I was sort of like, oh, okay, ha, 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 right, yeah. yeah. Shouldn't have done that because then sure enough, my flash unit went flying oh off the table God. and did some damage to it. So I said, all right, from now on, I won't joke and I'll hold on to my equipment. <laughs> so now they, they take photos the with it. <laughs> yes, it is. Don't break my equipment. I know. <laughs> Well, that's what we'd say around here. Like, don't break anything. Yeah, exactly. Guys say, you know, like, Be here, but don't screw yeah, stuff up. Right, right. right. Like Lady Maritime Museum, just get that annoying ghost. I hate the ghost. I think yeah. she's funny. Yeah. All right, what about the Milleridge Inn? That's another place I feel I like you've covered, the Milleridge right? Inn is great because it goes back to the 1600s, and that is actually the first story in Haunted Loyal Mysteries. And when Joe and I went there for the first time to interview, they had, like, 20 employees lined up that's how yeah. many good stories had. like yeah the banquet manager had the craziest story she was in the building elena was her name uh she was in the building i think it was on a monday it was like in the summer they were not open and her office was if you're if anyone's familiar with the millerage and they have that big dining room yes. and then there's actually like a step that goes up and there's two little offices there that have little windows with lace curtains that actually look out onto the uh, rest to the dining area and then there's the staircase that goes up so she was in one of those offices and all of a sudden all of the doors upstairs started opening and closing like slamming shut now this happened a lot of employees would experience this when they didn't have customers in there so she was getting really nervous and she's like oh my god I don't want to be here and uh, it got worse and worse so she was ready to, um, she says, I, I, gotta, I gotta get out of here. She called her friend who was working in one of the other buildings. She didn't pick up. So she said, I'm, I'm leaving, I can't stand. As she goes to take her pocketbook to go onto the dining room, she literally sees a shadow figure 
running, darting back and forth, back and forth in the dining room. She was so terrified. Now that's called a shadow figure. Yeah. And um, she started crying. She ran out of there and she said she would never work there alone again. Um, it's amazing. You know, and you've seen shadow I, figures. I saw a shadow figure yeah, here. Yeah, Could you, you see them out, yeah. out of at your the peripheral. It, yeah, it was basically. But, the, and it's all black. All black. Yeah. He, he was leaning right here on the yep. side of the table. And I did a double take. I was like, what the hell no, is that? that? Yeah, because it was so real. It was so real. I've seen one at Finley. So real. The guy sits in the back. I don't even know if Finley's in Huntington, um, mm -hmm. Huntington Village. There's a back area where these boots are, and we call the guy who eats dinner. He just sits there, and every time you walk out of the kitchen, you can see him in the corner of your yeah, eye. Right, and right. That's right. You look back and it's gone. gone. We all think yeah. we're crazy, but I'm like, no, just whatever. But thank you. Now I know I'm not crazy. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Well, so we've much. all seen him. <laughs> exactly. It's called shadow figure. Oh, yeah. my so God. So that was one. And then the not other thing, too, a lot of yeah, scary. A lot of the employees, especially that work in the kitchen, have seen a little girl wandering around in period clothing and they call her La Nina, which in Spanish is the little girl. girl yeah. And there's a portrait in Millerigen that they swear that that's, that's who her. it is. They're like, that's her, that's oh who we see. Um, so, you know, it really, it, it's amazing, but it's been, it, they put extensions on it over the years and it's gotten larger and larger and more and more people live there. The British occupied it for some time. So it has really a long history to it, which is obviously all included in the book. I'm excited to read that one yeah. too. Yeah. All right, let's end our last haunted spot at the Lakeview Cemetery in Patchogue. Oh, yes. What is that all about? <laughs> That's a crazy place. Now, normally we don't do many cemeteries because it's, it's sort of, <laughs> it's like, it's cliche. Like Joe always says, you know, people think that ghosts hang out at cemeteries. They really don't. It's when they go to sleep um, at nighttime, when they're all done doing their ghostly no, things. They yeah. float in between us, you know, the, they're, they're here. That's what it is. But, you know, on occasion, we don't go at night, we go in the daytime. But um, I heard about that cemetery, and it's actually it's like a combination of three or four cemeteries. And it just had such crazy stories that I said, I, I got to write about this thing. Joe and I really didn't have any phenomenon in there. Uh, on the day that we went. I think we had gotten some EVPs, but I didn't capture anything on, on film. Uh, it was very windy out. We met with uh, the town historian at the time. But um, there have been reports since the 1800s of people seeing ghosts in the cemetery, headless apparitions. Um, there's some creepy tales associated with it. The victims of the Louis V. Place are buried there and there are eight of them and this was a shipwreck that happened on Long Island very famous and um, most of them were lost at sea some of them actually uh, froze to death there was one who was stuck to the mast and he was buried with part of a rope in his hand and horrible death so people have said that they've seen them um, walking around like headless and things like that. Then there was in the nearby woods, um, I forget when this was, maybe in the 60s, uh, a, a woman who was very, very mentally ill had murdered her, tried to murder her children. Oh my God. She succeeded with the daughter, the son survived. And um, the daughter was eventually buried there and people have said that they've seen um, a little girl there, Hart's Tavern, uh, is believed to have been um, built on the site. George Washington had gone there. Uh, there's another house that was said to be built there that was called the House on Blood Hill, oh where God. apparently people, slaves, were beaten and stuck in this basement. So there's a lot of creepy stories. I don't know how, how truthful some of them right. are, but there's a not, a lot, enough to make it a strange place. Yeah. And when you go there, 
it's just it's odd yeah. it's just the energy is weird and um the statues of the people who own the cemetery like they're they're very odd looking yes so it's just a strange place it's a good place it to go visit yeah. for halloween yeah, yeah, yeah. Again. yeah go yeah. check it out I know, I know. So, let's go friday let's night no friday night we're going to let's switch to that real quick so sure. where is that at the next chapter at the next chapter right here in huntington on new york avenue what time does it start 7 p.m 7 p.m and then again you get your book here at fiorello you get your book at the here. next chapter yep. barnes and nobles barnes nobles, nobles or you could go online and order it that's awesomeness and miss carrie ann what are you coming up i know you're doing some yes, oyster base a lot yeah um october is always busy for me uh this I don't year imagine why right even though i have nothing to do with halloween i have to get on the ghost bandwagon um <laughs> but i have tw a total of 20 events in a what? period of there eight weeks so just no sleep so, for you at no, all okay you got most this. nights most most weekends uh so if you go to my website at carrieannflanaganbroski.com if you forget that, just Google my name, or you could also get to it as ghostofwildland.com. But uh, you'll see all of my events, and I have a lot of uh, library ones where I'm with Joe Giaquinto, where we'll be doing a PowerPoint presentation and playing our ghost box recordings from uh, our actual like investigations. Like here in real life? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So and, cool. and people love them, and they're, and they're very, very clear. So we have a bunch of those. Uh, I'll be at Tiny Books in Sayville. I'll be at Theodore's Books in Oyster Bay. That one's very different because Joe and I are going to be doing a walking tour yes. to Raynham Hall, which is in my, I think, my first Ghost of Long Island book. Those are out of print now, the original ones, but you can get them in e-format. And we're also going to the Earl Whiteman House, which is in the current book. And that's a place where uh, revolutionary soldiers, um, you know, were, and uh, the British, the the um, the what is it, the Queensmen, uh, they were housed there, and uh, the Queens Rangers, and, you know, people who know the movie Turn, it has to do with uh, Simcoe and all of that. So we're going to be taking uh, a little tour of each of the houses and then coming back and playing EVPs. And it's very interesting because with the books, too, I take the reader on the actual journey of what it's like for Joe and I to do these investigations. Oh, that's cool. So it reads more like a work of fiction than a work of nonfiction because you're hearing, you know, the interviews, so there's a lot of back and forth it, it, it's weird writing about yeah. ghosts because it's it fiction know, but, it's but it's real, real. Yeah, right right that yeah that was yeah. my challenge when i when i wrote my book because even joe did some evp recordings here and you could hear one voice saying we asked the ghost out loud what type of pastries do you like and you could hear him say french <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Was it yeah. flourless chocolate cake? No. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, too. Like, if you want to read, if our, if my people who are watching this want to read the story that I wrote on um, on this bakery, yes. that's in uh, Historic Haunts of Long Island. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's fun doing it. And I also have the actual transcripts in the book. The books are interactive because readers can follow along with the story and then follow the transcript from our investigation and go onto their computer and actually if they can't make an event they can yeah. listen to the evps oh, through my so website cool. which is connected to joe's and they could decide on themselves we don't try to prove or disprove anything we just put the information yeah, out there you to believe you want to. Yep. i love that i think that's yeah. amazing I want to thank you guys so much for your time today. This has been absolutely amazing. Oh, it's wonderful. It's I great. love this. I'm glad that nobody came out to scare us. Not yet. So thank you. No, as soon as we leave, you're going to call me All and be right. like, add this to the podcast. I know. I my, when you left. My back has been chilling with the knives back there behind me. <laughs>
Carrie Ann, I'm like, I got you, girl. I got you, girl. I'm going to keep looking. Don't worry. You seem to be okay. You're okay. You're fast around here. I tell you that. Oh, I heard. I saw the orb you told me about in the yes. video. Ah. Uh, okay, so I'm glad we all came out unscathed. This is fantastic. Uh, make sure to check out all the books you see here on the table. Make sure to check out the website for Carrie Ann Flanagan Broski and go to Fiorel Dolce for your Halloween treats, your cakes, your Fernando. Oh, the best. The best. Yes, always. Right here in the village. <laughs> and stay tuned for more. Stay tuned to goinglocal.tv. We're going to have more podcasts coming at you, so don't miss out. Thank you for watching. And have a wonderful day, everybody. And do not get scared. This is all good. See you later. <laughs> Let's Get Local is produced by Going Local Media and can be watched on goinglocal.tv or heard wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to create your own podcast or stream your own show on goinglocal.tv, contact us at podcast at goinglocal.tv. Thanks for watching and listening and stay tuned for more episodes of Let's Get Local.